This being the Wednesday before Halloween, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about who, personally, I would qualify as one of the founding fathers of the horror genre and macabre stories. Hello everyone, I'm Irene Ridarelli, writer, blogger and a passionate reader. And this is Into the Books. If you thought of Edgar Allan Poe when I said one of the founding fathers of the horror genre, you were right. For everyone else who doesn't know who I'm talking about, let me explain. Since birth, his life is rough. His mother dies after giving him birth and his father abandons him. If it hadn't been for John Harlan, presumably his godfather, who took him into his home, who knows what Edgar's future would have been. As he gets older, life doesn't get much easier. The woman he loves is engaged to another man. His gambling and drinking problems increase exponentially. And to top it all off, is an addict with a brain injury. Try as he might, he cannot escape his inner demons. And absurd as it may seem, it is thanks to these inner torments that he gave life to his famous horror stories that we will see today. So, for those who are curious and less sensitive, Get comfortable and let's get started. Today's episode is a little different because we are not going to be talking about a classic book in the sense of a book that has a beginning, a development and an ending. No, today we have a collection of horror stories written by Edgar Allan Poe. Poe's collection of horror tales consists of the following titles The Black Cat The Cask of Amontadillos The Mask of the Red Death The Fall of the House of Hasha The Facts in the Case of M. Valdemar The Telltale Heart A Descent into the Maelstrom M. is Found in a Bottle and The Pit and the Pendulum But before I start, I would like to specify that on this occasion, I'm only going to talk about two of them, which are also my favorites. The first of them is the black cat. This story is about a good-hearted, animal-loving man and who's in love with his wife. Over the time, his weaknesses defeat him. As the years go by, his anger, his importance and his frustration increase. And when the time comes and the man is no longer able to cope with his problems, he begins to unburden himself to his wife and his beloved animals. But it is Pluto, his faithful black cat, who pays the ultimate price when he is cruelly hanged by the man the little cat considered his master and protector. Strange things begins to happen immediately after Plutus's death. 
after her huge fire destroys the man's house, only one wall remains intact. And what the fire has left on it really scares the man. After this episode, the protagonist, moved more by fear than remorse, decides to get another cat. Surprisingly, he finds a new one that looks very much like Pluto. Will this stray cat be the way to condemn the protagonist to the gallows? Or better to say, would it be Pluto's revenge on his murderer? The second I want to talk about is the Telltale Heart. Probably many of you have heard about this tale thanks to the eighth episode of the American cartoon television series The Simpsons. In this story, the protagonist is obsessed with the eye of the old man in whose house he lives. We don't know if he is the old man's caretaker or if they are relatives, because the author never specifies the nature of the relationship between the two. But what Poe makes very clear to us is that the protagonist wants to kill the old man and he devises a plan to do so. And another thing we also know is that the man has an illness, a severe form of an anxiety disorder that has caused him to have hypersensitivity of the senses, especially hearing. The main character cares for the old man, but cannot stand his eye, which he describes as a vulture's blue eye with a veil over it. Every night for a week, he enters the old man's room, watches him sleep, and plans how to carry out his plan. Every night, he enters the old man's room, he obviously has both eyes closed because he is asleep. But this last night, when the man shines the light on the old man's face, he notices that the vulture's eye is open. At first, the man stays still and waits for the old man to go back to sleep. But while he waits, the sound he perceives is the old man's heart beating and he drives him completely crazy. Completely out of his mind, the man lunges at the old man and kills him. Immediately afterward, he disposes of the body and cleans up the crime scene, feeling very confident about the job he has done. So when the police knock on his door, he lets them in without hesitation. The man is so sure that he has nothing to fear that he even invites the policeman into the victim's room. There, they begin to chant amicably, but as they talk, the man begins to hear not only the policeman's chatter, but also the heartbeat of the old man whose body was hidden just below where the man is sitting. And when the sound of the heartbeat becomes completely unbearable, the man confesses his crime. I think I can say that the impression I got from this book the first time I read it is that 
it took me unprepared to understand the complexity of the feelings expressed here. Paul's obsession with that is evident. All his books have more or less the same outcome in the sense that, in the end, the culprit is always caught and that, in most cases, the murderers are essentially good people who, for some reason, have lost the cause of a writer's life and what incriminates them is not immorality. On the contrary, it is their petulance that leads them to believe that they have done such an excellent job that they are sure they will not be caught. But it is the same arrogance that ultimately betrays them. This book has a soft beginning, but as the reading progresses, it becomes evident that the darkness of the stories increases. Personally, this genre is not my favorite, but seeing that we are very close to Halloween, I thought it was a good idea to talk about it. And it is necessary to clarify that this book is absolutely not for children, but It is a reading that I would recommend to teenagers and of course to adults. And who knows, maybe some ingenious ideas for Halloween costumes or themes for parties could come out of it. It all depends on your creativity. Thank you for joining me to the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it all. As usual, I'll see you next week.